0: Savory stories, songs and souls, oh my name. Memories shape our experiences as living beings. They inform our personalities, perspectives, past, present, presence, and future. Two of the most evocative means of reproducing those memories are the senses of taste and sound, the lingering and layering of sensations that any living being experiences at the twilight of flavor that sanctifies the tongue and the divine reprise of song, melody, and words that warm the belly and the spirit. The selecting, sharing, and servicing of food and music to experience their most seductive umami secrets is a secular sermon in itself, one that crosses all social, cultural, religious, and geographical landscapes. Therefore, food and music, the appreciation of both and their memory invoking powers, allow individuals to flourish in communion with other artistic disciplines, create and sustain communities, and establish the concept of an extended family, one that's not just linked by sanguinity, but also by the shared sense of umami, the fifth sense of taste, reminiscent of a savory flavor. Umami memories are the profound experiences that people remember involving food, music, family, the arts, and words. The melange of moods arousing from a meal, the connections between music, art, philosophy, cultures, nature, and words and the momentary families that emerge from these experiences all become immortalized as cherished memories memories that become stories of savoring that each soul can sing about for a lifetime Therefore, savoring, story, song, and soul stew umami This show is about sharing those umami memories and about discovering the magical individuals behind them. Guests and listeners, or lights as I refer to you and believe everyone truly is, are welcome to discuss their respective crafts and talents, as well as to delve into some of their experiences and philosophies. All lights become a part of everyone's collective umami memories. Please join me, Gabriel Valentino, in sharing the lights of our talents and experiences and together, Stew Umami Memories. Let's reminisce. Umami memories abound with cheerful bliss and unfettered joy throughout the holidays, where loved ones get together all over the globe to reunite and celebrate. The union of the communal savoring of nourishing homemade cuisine, the stories told about family histories and born from the jubilant times when loved ones are gathered in one place once again, the songs of merry holiday carols, classic melodies that invoke the spirit of the season and the spirit of holiness, and the inviting soul that seems to spread through everyone like the warmest comforter or a mug of fresh sariel, all through the most wondrous experiences. My family and my ancestors participated in celebrating the holiday as well of reinventing and continuing traditions across borders and generations. On this episode of Umami Memories, I invite you, my lights, to glimpse into my Panameño heritage. This episode celebrates the Christmas traditions of an era gone but not forgotten, a special time and place where many of my ancestors came from, the canal zone in the country of Panama. I'm Gabriel Valentino, And I'm here with some Panameños who grew up in that place between two worlds, where the United States and Panama collided to create a unique space, one where a distinct group of individuals lived, loved, thrived, and rejoiced. We'll talk about how these individuals celebrated Christmas in this special place the Panama Canal Zone from the late 1950s to the early 1970s. Let's reminisce. Imagine a place where the seasons are distinguished not by prolonged sunny days and cold gray winters, but by whether there's plentiful or sporadic rain. A tropical climate where Spanish and English languages dance with each other to quick salsa rhythms and gentle R&B ballads soaked in humid heat. And a chorus of rushing water from a gigantic man-made canal providing a steady backbeat to everyday living. Such was life in the communities of the Panama Canal Zone, where Americans from the United States military lived in communities next to native-born Panamanians and other individuals there from the Caribbean diaspora and southern European emigration. Within the Panama Canal Zone, a unique blend of American traditions, Panamanian heritage, Caribbean influence, and Spanish culture developed. The zone, or La Zona, as many Panameños called it, existed somewhat distinctly from the rest of the country as an unincorporated American territory, with an economy and amenities arising from operational needs related to the canal itself. The canal zone employed the majority of the Zonians, the colloquial name given to the folks living in this area. It was also self-sufficient, with imports from the U.S. regularly supplying the communities. Communities of black Panamanians, mostly from Caribbean countries like Barbados and Jamaica, from Spain and European countries, and from mainland Panama, Coexisted next to communities of mostly white Americans, with communities named Gamboa and Paraíso being located on the Pacific Ocean side, and others, like Rainbow City and Cristobal, on the Atlantic Ocean side. No matter the neighborhood, however, Zonians celebrated the Christmas holiday. The individuals that you're about to hear from are folks who actually grew up within some of these Canal Zone communities. Let's hear some of their own umami memories from their own
2: perspectives. Well, my name is Carlos Brown. I grew up in uh, the community known as Santa Cruz. Uh, to the old timers, it was also a also, uh, uh, called Gamboa, and uh, right now I live in New Jersey.
3: My name is Winifred, better known as Elena Jones and I also grew up in the community of Santa Cruz. I currently live in Illinois. My name is Mireia Cadogan.
4: I grew up in Paraiso and Pedro Miguel and I currently live Georgia My name is Patricia Lavalas.
5: How I grew up in Paraiso and I currently live in
6: California. Me llamo Beatrice Herbert, me llaman Tita. Crecí en Panama en la zona del Canal, Santa Cruz, Gamboa. Actualmente vivo aquí en Panama. I would feel that our memories
3: goes through our entire childhood, adolescence, because it was just so special how a we world celebrated
1: worldwide Christmas. Celebration, season greetings to everyone. A worldwide celebration, season greetings to everyone, people here and there and everywhere. A Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year! Feliz Navidad singing. Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, prospero año y felicidad. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom
3: of my heart. Feliz Navidad. Every year, Christmas was celebrated practically the same way. We prepare for Christmas to come by doing exhausting cleaning. Cleaning was very particular in preparing for Christmas. In my house, cleaning was done that you wash the screen wires, which is the windows. You wash all the ornaments, which was a lot, and the dishes that was in the licoria. And please don't let us forget The floor needed to be shellac. Maybe the word that other people will recognize is varnish. And then they were purchased of a new Congolia. Also, new curtains were also put up. That's my intake of Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas to Mistress Gloria Berry. Olga Bonfante, Fabiana, Didia, Delvia, and Fulvia. Vázquez y Fernando Rosales y Vicente Morales. Escucha mi pregón. Marta Antero y José Bravo. Felices Pascua y Próspero Año Nuevo. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Próspero Año y Felicidad. Again. Feliz Navidad. Y well well <coughs> christmas for me as
4: you heard what the fred said christmas that's what we used to say we didn't say christmas we're going, we going out for christmas for us it was very, very special. I remember, like Winnie said, it, cleaning was very important. But let me tell you the word that we use for that. We mash up the house, okay? By mashing up the house, that means you take down everything and nothing. No new curtains, not anything. None of the ornaments off the wall goes up till the day before Christmas. Everything is done on the 24th. The house is done the christmas tree is up and by the time we finish do all that preparation for christmas it's like four o'clock in the morning and we're going to sleep and we tired because we spent all day all night cleaning up and getting the house ready for for christmas that was one of the things that i think most of us living in the canal zone then, we just mash
1: up the hospital I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
3: Feliz Navidad.
2: La, la, la. Feliz
3: Navidad.
2: Año My earliest experience is probably... From about the age of four or five, all the furniture was moved out into the passageway, into the hallway. The whole apartment was emptied. Um, it had to be coordinated with the next door neighbor because they mm. needed the opportunity to do it themselves. And then, of course, in our in our host household, I don't recall ever having a Christmas tree, but we decorated the windows, uh, the windows with the lights. The, the amount of coordination that needed to be in place to get that done, to get it on time, um, to me was an amazing feat. For me, I guess it would also differ from a lot of you from those occasions where Christmas fell on a Saturday. I was raised a seven-day Adventist. And um, all those preparations then would have to be done by Thursday before Christmas, Saturday, because on Friday was a day to prepare for church and getting your clothes together and your shoes shine and all that stuff. And there's no way all that was going to be done before Saturday. When you woke up Saturday morning to your gifts and to caroling and eggnog, I had to wait till sundown that Saturday before I could even break open my gift. And then finally saturday night rolled around and we could open the gift and it was totally anti nevertheless it was it was very uh, enthusiastic experience but bear in
4: mind we still mash up our house when we were living in panama okay so this is not like a canal thing only you know i think it's a west indian thing that you have to mash up your house because when i met my ex-husband They used to mash up their house for Christmas too. So it's like a tradition that has come down past the generation and from our parents and our four you know forefathers. So this matching up the house trying to clean up everything is something that is traditional amongst us all that grew up in the canal zone and that came from our um ancestors.
1: For the holidays you can't beat home, sweet home i met a man
0: who lives in preparing for the holiday it seems was an event in and of itself for these former canal zone residents with major cleaning needing to be done to welcome the festivities this preparation also included holiday cuisine with rich foods like a decadent fruitcake made with fruit soaked in rum for months or soriel a sweet Hearty and subtly spicy drink made by boiling Las Flores de Jamaica or hibiscus flowers with water, spices, and other ingredients. The panameños from this era reminisce on these beloved delicacies and more.
1: For the holidays you can't beat home, sweet home.
5: Every member of the family had to participate and prepare the house for Christmas, helping our parents. And then, of course, the baking that had to be done. You had to soak those fruits in rum like a month before Christmas and then watching and helping mom make that wonderful
6: fruitcake that we would be eating throughout the entire season. In caso mio, my mamá se preocupaba de otras cosas, fuera de eso era importante, porque tenía, éramos cinco y tres niñas y dos varones que estuvieran listos para el 25, entonces fuera de eso ella se preparaba para comprar todo lo que es para hacer los tamales, para hacer los tamales porque ella lo hacía y para poder hacer tamales hay que conseguir las hojas de los tamales. Son dos hojas que llevan los tamales, una por dentro y la otra por fuera, que es un tallo. Y por dentro no recuerdo cómo se llama la otra hoja. Son diferentes hojas. Así que nosotros nos preparábamos en una forma de la comida que estuviera por ser latina, comíamos todo lo referente a los americanos, comer el pavo, el jamón. Pero fuera de eso, ella era panameña, sí que ella buscaba todo lo de Panamá para entonces hacer cena americana y cena panameña, las dos cosas juntas. Y mi vecina no tenía hijos, que era la señora Graham, y yo compartía mucho con ella, que ella fue mi madre para mí, y yo aprendí a comer todo de ella y nosotros les dábamos de nuestra comida y, y participaba ella en la preparación de la Navidad conmigo. Pero tú sabes algo, que yo, les
4: dije que yo crecí en Panamá, años Okay, when we first moved to the Canal Zone, I remember my mother used to have a grinder and she used to grind the um the corn to make more Yeah, to make the tamales and the boyo and all that. I exactly. For Christmas. We did that for a long time until um, we climatized to the way the people
3: in the canal zone were doing it. The fruit cake. Back then, there was this grinder that they attached to the table. Mm-hmm. They buy the mixed fruit and put it and they grind it together. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> My mom used to grind the glazed fruits, mm-hmm. raisin, uh-huh. current and prunes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Once that's grinded together, they put it in a big gallon bottle. Yes. And that is to soak with Oporto wine. Exactly. That's the thing. It wasn't Oporto any Oporto wine you soak it with. Oporto, Oporto wine or yes. the strong rum you can find. Overproof is better. Better. The stronger yeah. the run, the better. And then she exactly. will season those fruits with some cinnamon, nutmeg, and vanilla. Vanilla. And exactly. the longer those fruits soak, the better it is. Sometimes it's soaked for a year or more. Exactly. And then you want to bake your fruitcake. And as we said, we used to visit different, oh, everybody's fruitcake tastes different.
5: mm mm-hmm
3: some was more like uh, uh more firm together others were more like a cake together does anybody remember because cake mix they used to buy at the avio pharmacy in mm-hmm. panama the cake the cake mixture which was vanilla and rose water a combination Yes, yes Mary
4: water yes yes, yes. Cake yes. Mix
3: at the avio in panama
4: it mixed. That's what I should
5: have tell my sister. Bring for me. A lot of the moms didn't cook from a recipe. <laughs> they just they would have the flour, the sugar, you know, every the salt, all the margarine, and they would just throw stuff together, and it came out delicious every single time. Talking about cake. Food cake, some people call it what black,
0: black cake? cake. Yeah, hmm. black cake. You said see. Hmm, is there any particular reason for that particular name? I'm curious.
2: Uh, in our home, the distinction was that the fruitcake did not have any alcohol in it, and the black cake did. Mmm, mm. yeah. wow. that, That's
4: all it was for your well, Let me tell you something. Both mm-hmm. the black cake and the fruit cake in my house are little. <laughs> I was married to a um, Trinidad guy. They mm. call theirs black cake. Okay, so he mm. and I at a competition.
3: Mm.
4: It's black cake and my fruit cake. I'm gonna tell you what eat, what they did and the reason they call it black cake is because they burn they burn the sugar, mm-hmm. mm. okay. burn the sugar till it get dark, and then that is what they put in there. What we do, we put molasses. Mm-hmm. We don't burn our sugar. And I'm going to tell you all who won this cake mm-hmm. competition. Go ahead. I told him,
6: mm-hmm. you're
4: giving me burnt cake. <laughs> 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 and I tell him, I'm giving you cake. We resolved this by saying, we just going to call it a uh, tie because we wanted to stay married. Okay. <laughs>
5: That's the way we
1: did it.
2: My mom made homemade eggnog because for, um, you know, uh, religious affiliation, there was no alcohol included in it. And most of the homes that I had the opportunity to visit over the years uh, did not have eggnog, period, much less homemade eggnog. And and the other thing, um, uh, Tita mentioned uh, the turkey, right, the pavo. Um, we had that also for many, many years. And uh, my mom used to put the stuff in inside, inside the bird. Um, it wasn't until I came to live to this country that we were told you know, how dangerous that is. But uh, that's the way it was made in our home. But one year, my mom decided to be non-traditional and she made a pot roast instead. And um, I still remember that probably one of the most and delicious pot roast I'd had um, in all my life that I can recall and uh, we had that um, we had that also um, you know uh, one Christmas in particular that I remember and uh, one sad Christmas if there is such a thing um, I have a, a cousin that lived in Panama and we kept a little chick for him and uh, he called it chick follito. Oh, yes. uh, Poito grew up with us, and we fed Poyito, and uh, Christmas came around, and it was a pretty bleak Christmas. Um, uh, money was not uh, readily available. There was no turkey to be had. Uh, my cousin came to visit us from Panama. Uh, he enjoyed the meal. It turned out to be chicken that day. And later on in the afternoon, he asked the question, where was Poito? And, um, <laughs> he, <laughs> that, um, that delicious chicken that he had with his meal was actually, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah
5: Well, I just wanted to add that it's a mm-hmm. miracle that we didn't die on the canal zone because I think all of our moms stuffed the turkey and mm-hmm. baked the turkey and somehow you know, when we came here, we found out that that's a no-no, but we mm. all survived. Yeah.
2: Miracle of Christmas.
6: Hay algo que quiero decirles. Uh. Eh, hablaron de dulce de fruta y dulce negro. Bueno, ese no es algo que me hubiera gustado comer de ambos. Mm. En el caso nuestro, como le dije, mi mamá hacia los tamales, eh, mm. también en la parte de aquí, Eh, ponche, pero nosotros éramos niños y que no le ponían eh, licor, eh, teníamos saril pero uh-huh. cuando hacíamos tamales no recuerdo si era la mamá de, de Carlos o la mamá de Tomás Wey, de que le llevaba a mi mamá eh, dulce de fruta porque mi mamá no sabía hacer dulce de fruta en uh-huh. mi hogar, y que pasaba ella, la amiga de ella no sabía hacer tamales. Así que nosotros comíamos dulce de frutas porque había una combinación. Ella le traía a mi mamá dulce de fruta y mi mamá le daba tamales. Así yo comencé a comer dulce de fruta. Todos los años. Ella esperaba que mi mamá le diera los tamales, mi mamá esperaba el dulce de fruta. ¿No? Y ese era lo que vivíamos como Navidad. Porque mm-hmm. la gente cuando no tenía algo se ayudaba. Yeah. El comisariato vendía en lata los mm-hmm. dulces de fruta. Mm-hmm. Sí, pero eso no me gustaba. No, porque quería el dulce que estaban haciendo por otra casa. Mm-mm. No,
4: no me gustaba yeah. eso. That era like just candy. That was like sweet. ¿Te acuerdas que venían
6: una lata?
2: Ya, ya, ya. Uh anybody on the call would admit to buying one of those things and actually eating it?
4: I bought one, but
2: I didn't eat it because I saw these big,
4: big fruits like green, uh-huh. green cherries and red cherries and <inaudible> yeah.
5: Yeah.
6: yeah,
5: yeah. We
6: I bought know. it,
5: but we couldn't eat it. Mm-hmm. We had to throw it away.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Has anyone gotten that as a gift?
6: Sí oh, oh, <laughs> Yo lo recibí
1: Jingle bells, jingle bells Jingle all the way Oh what fun it is to ride In a one-horse open sleigh Jingle bells, jingle bells Jingle all the way Oh what fun it is to ride In a one-horse open sleigh Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh O'er the hills we go Laughing all the way Bells on barb ring Making spirits bright Oh, what fun to laugh and sing In a sleighing song tonight Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open
0: sleigh Hey, Lights! Thank you for listening to Part 1 of Umami Memories, Christmas in the Panama Canal Zone. The memories you heard from these Panameños have been collected as a part of an upcoming project chronicling the experiences of the individuals who once lived in communities located in or near the Canal Zone. This project, tentatively titled, An Era Gone But Not Forgotten, A Tapestry of Our Roots in Panama, is still developing. To find out more about this wonderful project, of which I'm also a part of, please contact me, Gabier Valentino, at umamimemories at gmail.com, or please contact the project committee at Class of February 1973 Project, all one word. Class of February 1973 project at gmail.com. I give my sincerest gratitude to Carlos Brown, Beatriz Tita Herbert, Mireya Cadogan, Patricia Lavalas Howe, and my tia, Winifred Elena Jones, for their love, time, and soulful stories. To continue reminiscing with the Panameños, check out the upcoming Part 2 of this episode. Please feel free to subscribe to this podcast to be the first to savor more umami memories in the future. And you can continue reminiscing by following me on Instagram, at umami memories. Last but not least, this is Gabriel Valentino. And please remember savoring story song and soul stew umami memories